what were you told about strangers on the internet? That it's the same thing they tell you about strangers in real life, which is don't talk to them because you don't know who they are. When the internet first started, and I can't believe I can actually say that phrase because we lived in that awkward in-between, no internet and internet. It was so weird. People don't really understand the power of, you know, being able to hide behind a screen. So when you first hear that advice, you're like, oh, but it's just a screen. Most people, I'd like to argue, because catfishing became a thing. Yeah, eventually, right? And people understood mm. the, the power of the internet. But that is the warning I've always heard, which makes sense because it's the same thing you would tell a child when it comes to dealing with human strangers. Because on the internet, you're still dealing with a human stranger. You just can't see them. It's interesting for me because like one of the most, I guess, defining moments of meeting people on the internet, and it's not even a stranger in this case, um, a lot of my uncles and my aunts are in the U.S. or like other countries. So, of course, because I've never either met them or never rarely get to talk to them, it's only through like, what's it called? Yahoo Messenger? Oh, such an old concept. That we would get to talk or like, I, I wouldn't even say email. I can't recall if they were on Friendster either. Oh, my age, it's showing. Again. Our age, it's showing. It's showing. Yeah, yeah but... I recall, like, I think this was in fourth grade. We had one of those, like, computer labs in the middle of, like, the Rotonda in school. Yeah. I was there. I think I was logged into one of our friends' Yahoo message, and I was like, hey, can I contact, like, my uncle on your account? Because, like, I've ne- like, I want to meet him. Because you've never met. I mean, in person. I think so, yeah. I think it's, it was just more of, like, in passing when he would be talking to my mom on the phone. I don't even know how I know this, like, messenger ID thing. But I was so sure of it. And I was like, hi, Tita, this is me. Like, wanted to talk to you. Like, wanted to meet you. Stuff like that. And then he made a whole deal about it with my mom. And I was like, why is your daughter talking to, like, people on the internet? And I was like, but we're related. I don't get it. And it's only now. Not now, but, like, it's only when I grew up that I realized, yeah, like, I see the potential dangers of it. Although, like, I think, we both had good intentions that admittedly did throw me off actually getting to know that specific uncle for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess with strangers on the internet, it was always be very hesitant. And it's because my mom worked a lot with like tech growing up. So I similar to you. But it was just, don't make friends. But now look where we are. Everything is on the internet. My mom's business is on the internet, so we live and breathe the internet and sometimes even eat the internet. I mean, literally, yeah. food delivery apps. <laughs> work for one, let's be real. Yeah. Oh, the internet. And I guess this is why we have a mini-series focused on internet friends, starting with internet friends we met while gaming. Or at least like our relationship, I guess you would say, with gaming and being social on the internet. Because earlier, we talked about the games on the internet, not really talking about the social aspect of it. Where did it all start? How did it all start for you? What was the first social media, I don't even know if you could call it that, at the time that you've had? I want to say Friendster, but then it was really just for the sake of, like, testimonials. Tell me, tell people I'm a good person yeah. at the age of 10. 
<laughs> You're right. I didn't even have one of those. I think I started my quote unquote internet journey with Multiply. Rest in peace, no longer exists. And I <laughs> only made it because I was that designated photographer for all our school events. And I would be the one who posts all the pictures and stuff. And that was the most action my profile got was because people would be like, can I grab this photo from this and that event? and save it which was which was nice you know i mean we started like i mentioned in a time that had zero internet activities for the common person and then Mm -hmm. suddenly it started to become a lot more social with things like friendster or multiply can you believe that in friendster it was kind of like a yellow pages where people just give feedback about you and Mm -hmm. he's a good person and you asked for it like willingly telling people (laughs) right because it's a testimonial it literally people saying what they think of you what are we trying to prove that i that you're friend worthy at 10 <laughs> at 10 right <laughs> now i get why my mom didn't want me to have one it just was not it was not it but true did this feel our need for affirmation i think so i think so <laughs> right it translates oh, into no. like a lot of other things which we could probably explore in the later episode as the internet slowly creeps into many dimensions of our lives my first one after multiply was already the big jump to facebook i said it Ooh. i said the word i said the f word <laughs> And I had no idea what it was. I remember we were high school freshmen. Did you make Mm -hmm. one at that time? You're a freshman. And people weren't even posting pictures on Facebook the way they would use Multiply. So when I got an invite to make a Facebook, I was so confused because I was associating, like my only association to any sort of social media, it wasn't even called that yet, was it probably works like a Multiply where I can save pictures and shit. And nobody was saving pictures and I didn't understand. What I noticed though was that everybody was making accounts because they were playing games and they needed, the games had you ask friends for stuff, like to help you Mm -hmm. progress and quest they would say oh can you can you make an account on facebook and i don't know like send me coins or visit my house that's how it worked in pet society like you visit someone's house yeah. and, like clean their animal <laughs> did we didn't we just Get have coins. to like, clean our own animals our own pets i don't even remember but i remember that there was a part where it was very important to visit somebody or else it wouldn't progress you as quickly if you were just playing solo and i was such an introvert I didn't like I didn't like having to rely on people to progress. Wow. She's a strong independent <laughs> sounded, woman. Even in her gaming life. <laughs> it sounded deeper <laughs> than it was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, that's how it started for me. Although admittedly I was really into the whole gaming aspect. That's what kept me on Facebook for a good, I think, first two or three years on that thing was just the games because it was so fun. It was free. It was online. True, it was and true. I had the option to play solo even though I might progress slower. I'll take it. I get that. I, I, I recall that because this summer after we graduated grade school and then they were just like, make a pet society account. You have to go through Facebook. And like, I have Friendster or Multiply, sorry. I had Multiply. And I realize that's me now with a lot of like account making stuff. It's like, why do I have to make an account there? I already have one. 
in another similar website. But I made a Facebook account, logged into Pet Society. I distinctly recall summer afternoons, and I'd be like, oh, my pet is stinky. <laughs> Same, I haven't showered today. And the little 13-year-old me was just like, happening. My pet might die. My pet might not make friends. And eventually it just evolved from just Pet Society. And in hindsight, I realized like that should have clued me and that I'm not like the biggest gamer. Because I don't recall being on it for more than a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was, but it probably wasn't significant enough because it's just drawing a blank in my head. But yeah, and then it evolved from just playing Pet Society to getting tagged on Facebook. Liking yeah. weird pages. So it shows up that Andy likes big butts that cannot lie and stuff like that. I, I did the, the poke thing. Did I do the you, poke thing? Have you ever done that. the poke thing? I, mean, I did. I would just poke people who poked me first. Very it, it's <laughs> It sounds so dumb when we say it now. Like, I don't even think that feature exists. So can you pull up your Facebook and tell me if you can pick a person? I don't think so. I haven't seen it in a while. And Facebook looks so weird now. Yeah, it's really different. But how did it translate for you? Because now, coming from our last episode, you're the bigger social gamer than I am. I remember after I started Facebook and got over the initial quote-unquote euphoria of playing with friends online and realizing "Eh, it's not for me for you it was like "Eh, it's because i'm not into games mine was like "Eh, i'm not into people and i went back to (laughs) my sims cave yeah how did i get into like gaming with strangers yeah um it all started with among us we did it as like an after work bonding team building activity thing in the pandemic last year with my old job and I guess I don't know why like what's up with that game I remember because I don't like playing games like literally the only games on my phone would be like Solitaire Bubble Burst maybe what's that what's that um fruit or or candy Candy Crush oh Candy Crush I had that at one point yes yeah I had that I had an iPod Touch at one point but I guess the only social aspect of it was like playing games in person if that makes sense Oh, like the path and play thing. Yeah. But then socially on the internet, it all started with Among Us. My coworkers introduced me to it. And then for my very first game, I was imposter. And I didn't know what that meant. So I went in front of someone and I was like, is that bad? Am I the only one who can do that? And then I eventually learned. And then I was like, ooh, killing people is so fun. But at the same time, like the workaholic side of me just loved doing the tasks. Like, oh, I'm so efficient. Got half of it done in round one before I found a body. Stuff like that. So I'd play in public lobbies. And um. Yeah, I hated playing in the Asia service because no one spoke English, even if like the text language was set to English. So I'd play in Europe or North America. And from there, like I'd meet like random people that I'd play like two or three hours with. And then we'd be like, hey, can we make friends? Like I'll follow you on Instagram and stuff or stuff like that or on Discord. So we made friends. And then um shout out to Migs, I guess. There was one morning, it was, I want to say a Saturday. Saturday, I was on the EU server, and then I joined an Among Us game. And it was so fun. Like, when I enjoy, like, the people I play with, I take a screenshot of the code. So in case I disconnect the shit of the internet, um, I could just rejoin again. So there's a lobby that I joined, and it was fun. I think we were playing for three to four hours by that point, And we were all wow, just like, that guys, fun. yeah, like, I super enjoyed their company. And I was like, guys, if you make a Discord server, I will join 
internet. Like, we can play on voice and shit like that. So, I made friends with strangers on the internet. And I think it was the first time I made friends with strangers on the internet. And then they made a Discord server. And I was like, the only Discord, like, experience I had was just using it with my work friends to, like, hang out. I think it was even before we made, like, our own Discord server, like, our friend group for whenever we work out or when we study. Yes, we have a Discord server. And it's compartmentalize for when you just want to work when you just want to work out and work and then you just want to gossip with your friends but yeah they made a discord server and then i think it was for two weekends we would all play together like it was me a portuguese guy migs and then another italian girl who i don't know her real name but i know her as cherry dynamite i wonder how she is i should ask how she is and from there Migs in that lobby, like in that Among Us lo- lobby, Migs is friends with two or three other people, like in real life. Real life friends, okay. They exist. Yeah, yeah, they exist. So we were, we have a little server. It still exists. And then I think when did I meet them? Maybe the second like late November, I or early December, something, something like that. And I was like, hey guys, I'm gonna be in ter- on terminal leave in like the next two weeks, so please play with me. And there was one morning that they were like, hey Andy, we're gonna play in like the R slash server, which is the Reddit server for Among Us. That verification process it was so tedious when I joined, and I was just so confused. So it was me, Migs, one of his IRL friends that was also in the lobby her name Sai. Plus or see why I don't know why I get confused. But yeah, so I got brought into the Reddit server Ooh. and then from there just spiraled into other Yeah. You know it's servers. legit when you hit the Reddit ones. Yeah, the Reddit server is like big. It's like 50,000 people. Those are intense. So I would get so used to playing with some people. Like I would look through like the lobbies, the VCs and like, oh I know this person, I know this person. I like playing with this person. Hate playing with this person ever playing with them ever again. Stuff like that. And on Discord you can put notes on people right like yeah, yeah, yeah. the profiles some of them I don't think they'll ever hear this but it's fine even if they do some of them says like I have notes something like oh screams like a banshee very competitive don't play with this person or message this person if you want to play Mira stuff like that because I love Mira Mira's my favorite map on Among Us so yeah and then I met people and then that spiraled into other discord servers and now I mod like what three discord servers most of which are like pretty chill one is active yeah that's how I met strangers on the internet and I play games with them. Was it ever weird for you? Or I don't know if it ever dawned on you. Remember when we talked about that advice of what you would do if it was a stranger? Is it because now that you're older, you don't really heed the advice more and seeing and meeting strangers is kind of like a normal thing since we're all working? That when you're on the internet and you're going to go play a game and I know that you made friends with people you didn't know because you love the game so much and it requires people to play with. The social aspect. Yeah. Like, did that ever come to mind? Yeah, of course. I mean, there is still... None of them know my address. Okay. A handful of them do know my, like, legal name. But I guess it took a while. It's not like, oh, I met you. Here's my full name. This is the country where I'm from. Stuff like that. And apparently, like, I do not sound Filipino. Like, a lot of people... Did you get the compliment, which is, I don't know, a compliment slash microaggression of you speak really good English? Ish. But it's more of, like, when I would play on the R slash server, and that was heavily... It was mostly people from NA, like, North America and then they would say like oh I love your accent where are you from and I I like being entertained by it <laughs> like take a guess because for me like for the longest time I didn't 
think my accent was that heavy and it's only recently that I've, I accepted it that I will never sound American and that's fine with me. But people would say like, oh, you sound like Eastern European and like, I'm not European. And then they'd, they'd go, Indian? Like, no. But I get it because like, my voice is very like, high-low. I never really thought about that. I wonder how I sound to a person who naturally speaks English as their first language. I know there is an accent because obviously we don't sound like them. But I wonder how it mm. sounds to them. Mm, yeah. Interesting. They say that my accent comes out with certain words. Like sometimes I sound very Americanized and then sometimes it's just full on. Sometimes you're mad and your Filipino arts come out a little bit extra. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess this should also manage people's expectations on how people in Asia talk that we're not just the typical, I guess, Filipino accent that they portray more so in like comedy, like Netflix comedies because a lot of comedians are half Filipino and a good bit of their bit, I guess, is the fact that um, their moms have accents or something like yeah. that. Like the Filipino accent in general. But yeah, I think it was only once, to be very fair, I think it was only once that I felt somehow discriminated against while playing. Really? Yeah. I still remember his name. When I see him playing, I never play with him. But to be fair, I don't play Among Us as much anymore. I don't play as much games now. I think it's because I have work. But yeah, so there's this guy, we were playing Among Us, and of course, like, if you kill someone, or if it's, like, a meeting, you try to go through everyone and ask, like, where they are, what they did. So he goes, like, oh, Andy, the Filipino woman, and I'm, like, the tone? The tone of voice was just so, it was just so off to me. I get it. I mean, just when you said it now, I was, like, was that necessary? Yeah. So I was, like, how did you know? And he goes, your accent and stuff. And then he just sounded so condescending. Yeah. And I did not like it. And this guy, for some reason, had his full last name as his Discord name. So I googled him. I think he's Filipino too. Takes one to no one. Excuse you. Exactly. Yes. I was like, unless you grew up with a lot of Filipinos around you, which I understand. Because on the contrary, there was another guy that goes, like, Hey, Andy, are you from the Philippines? And I go, yeah. Why? How did you know? Oh, I grew up with like so many Filipinos. I love Lumpia. Stuff like that. It sounded like such a positive. No, it was such a yeah, positive, it was a positive interaction thing. as compared to this Filipino woman who I can point out by her accent like but also I'm Filipino I think so I mean I'm not gonna I, I just assume based on the sound of his name and how he looks objectively like I know that we all look like Southeast Asian but for some reason you just yeah, know yeah, yeah, you just know you yeah, get I get that. that and you're like right 80% of the time if I'm wrong then I acknowledge the possibility of me being wrong but pretty confident about it so yeah and I think that was one of the few times it left like a bad taste in my mouth that oh I don't like strangers on the internet because not all strangers on the internet are nice which is the same thing you can yeah. say about strangers in real life right there are some true. that are really nice and there are just some that there is a reason mom said don't talk to strangers true it's like drunk girls at the bar sometimes you love them sometimes they just throw up and want to talk to their ex even though they were whining about them in the bathroom. yeah exactly <laughs> How about you? Like, since you're not a social gamer much, would you have any similar experiences? Or is there, like, it's either a similar experience of you gaming with strangers, or is there something that put you off with it? Not really. I mean, for one, like you said, I don't really have a wide repertoire of, like, playing with people I don't know. Usually, if I do game socially, more or less 80% of the time, it's with people I do know. 
even if it's against maybe in another team, if you do a party, it's with people I do know. So if you're playing against somebody and they do something, it doesn't feel personally offensive because you're you're in a team. So it kind of rolls off and I don't really have anything memorable to come out of that. I was contemplating though while you were sharing about how you got into the Among Us spiral. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It seems so easy for you to just meet people you don't know. I think for me, I always carry a lot of paranoia and a lot of wariness mm-hmm. when it comes to that. I don't know if it's only child conditioning so your parents are like very, very okay. protective and it just doesn't turn out. All I think in my case it helped out my sister met her husband through gaming. Not even like them gaming but then like I think it was more of them being subscribed to like the same Twitch guy, like a streamer, it's cute, and then having a community out of it or whatever. Yeah, and then I went. This was, I mean, of course, I met her husband even before they got married and stuff like that. But this was before I got into games myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember at her wedding. No, 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 it wasn't even at the wedding. The night before her wedding, all her friends were over. Yeah, and these were friends like from the Philippines and her internet friends. Some of them, it was their first time meeting in person. Oh, and they flew all the way to Manchester for her wedding. So cute. Right? So I guess that that super helped me like be a bit more open to it. I didn't expect myself to be in a similar position, not marrying someone from the internet. But I, mean, I thought like, you were like, hoping like, no. yes, I'm going to meet my future husband on the internet. No, no, I don't think. Well, to be fair, I don't think I'm going to get married. I still want to die by 40. But I guess like seeing seeing people at my in my sister's kitchen and there is a guy from Australia, a guy from London, a girl from the US who it was her first time to fly abroad. Oh, so and cute. she flew abroad for my sister's wedding. Yeah. Girl from the US. I think there was a guy from Denmark with like her Filipino friends from college and stuff like that. So it's like okay, like it is possible. And then at the wedding, me and my mom, we were seated with of course like Josh's parents. Josh is my brother in law. Josh's parents and um the parents' neighbors slash friends or something and I remember the the lady goes like oh are they all friends do they all see each other that's a bad accent but she's like oh do they all see each other often like do they get together once a year and I was like no it's the first time some of them are actually meeting in real life and it was a whole thing so the wedding was in Manchester so everyone was in Manchester and then the next week a lot of us went to London so of course since I was a tourist and my mom was due I don't think it was my mom's first time in London but yeah so okay we're going to London and my sister coordinated it so Everyone was in London at the same time. So there was a day that my sister had plans with her college friends, I think. And then the night before, the girl from the US like, stayed in our Airbnb with us. So it was me, my mom, my new brother-in-law, <laughs> and some stranger on the internet <laughs> that I was like, Hello, we're friends now. Go stand there. I will take your photo by the Tower Bridge. And the day before that, we were in Kew Gardens, which is a very beautiful place, if I may ask. That's where PewDiePie got married. Internet yeah. knowledge. Kew Gardens. Andy is rich in it. <laughs> no, I wish. Like, I, I distinctly remember it because I was like, I've been there. I went to the place where PewDiePie got married. And it's only like after I been, well, I was there. Yeah. We were, like, I think we ran into each other in Kew Gardens. And she was looking for my sister. So for some reason, she was hanging around with me for a while. And I was like, huh, so you're my friend now too, I guess. But yeah, so my sister's openness to it led me to being a bit more open to it. And now I have friends who also have plans of visiting me. 
It's nice. Yeah. I guess, I mean, thanks, ate, for being friendly, which I don't associate to my sister. Like, she's not. Then maybe you just don't see it because she does have a lot of friends, but they're all on the internet. Possibly. Yeah. Even though you met them on the internet, it doesn't mean they're any less the kind of friends than, let's say, you and I are. I mean, length of time, of course, there's a difference. And, like, when they make plans to see me, or, like, when we all make plans to see each other, I'm, the, I'm the, like, the pessimist, and I say, oh, we have to make a plan in case we don't get along IRL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is for consideration. That's me and that's them. That's cool. That's us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I think this was just a nice conversation of understanding that you can make friends on the internet. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that it could have the potential to be like the friendships you have with the people you meet in person. For sure. My when One of my sister's internet friends is also Filipino but grew up in the States. Her whole family visited here. Mm-hmm. They came here and then my sister was like, I'm gonna take you out to the beach. For some reason, she brought me along with her. <laughs> so I was like, hello. Hi, at this random friend again. And we were all just together and then like the mom, the mom of that friend super trusted my sister after that Aww. or like, not even after that but like during that trip she was like here's my kid my child like I trust you do whatever even though they were very protective yeah stuff like that but then with me and when my friends plan to visit I have a friend his name is Raul he's Mexican American I guess you could say and he has plans of visiting me in 2023 and we have this like whole itinerary planned and it involves a lot of like trips I mean there are many trips in this whole last trip mm-hmm. and to be fair, like, I think I talk to Raul more frequently than I talk to you guys. But I say this because we have a Snapchat street. I have Snapchat for them because they don't use Instagram as much. Who is she? Who is she? Also, Snapchat games. Snapchat There are Snapchat, Snapchat games so that's new. Yeah, like, I think you would have to have, like, a chat open. For some reason, I recall, like, briefly playing them before. But then this may be my memory just playing with me. But they exist now. Cool. And, oh, I also discovered the beauties of Jackbox. I love Jackbox Oh, now. yes, I remember. And I guess it's the best social game, I guess. Yeah. That is helpful for both, like, strangers on the internet, on, like, Discord servers and IRL friends. a bonding activity I think what makes it different now is I know we didn't want to really tie it to the current thing but like most of the things that we do now have changed to being internet based so even with the way you bond with people you've met IRL is the same thing you would actually do with people you've just met for the first time on the internet the only difference is probably your personal openness to investing time in a person you've never seen in person true they may just be catfishing yeah and they could be catfishing you but then you know I (laughs) think after the I don't know well you know fookier things have happened but like (laughs) after a few times I think you know they were legit true I can be catfishing them for all I know that's nice like I guess in my case at least and I think the same could be said about my sister considering she married one of the people she games with also can I just say real quick I played Among Us with like my brother-in-law and my sister's friends Mm -hmm. once and I was so competitive about it (laughs) like I didn't think I'd be that person but I was that person who's too like particular about the game but yeah anyway I forgot
not my point. Like, I don't know, is it just the relative <laughs> comfort of these people that you've never really met? Yeah. Like, I guess it's more of, it's nice to know. And research does prove this, if I'm not mistaken. Like, studies do show that a lot of the dangers you would expect, or like harm, isn't necessarily caused by strangers. It's usually by people you do know. That's true. Yeah, so it's not as bad. Not saying that you should trust everyone. Like, of course, there is a hint of... Um, do so wisely. Like, don't be careless. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm happy with my internet friends. Like, we all get along now. There are a lot of, like, random plans to see each other. Raul and I are gonna see each other in 2023. And then we're gonna go to Hong Kong. And go to Disneyland. It is so <laughs> precious. Some of them have plans to visit me. Migs, my new found friend. Who I credit for introducing me to all these new friends. Because if it weren't for him um, inviting me to the r slash server, like, I wouldn't have met them. A love letter to your internet friend. Yes, I love you all. I love... I love Tomara Blink. I don't know what her name is anymore because I know her as Tomara. Like, she's from Australia and she's the only person, like, she's the only internet friend who is in the same time zone as me. Yeah. So she's the one who introduced me to Bloons. And so now I play that game every single day, but I play it with other strangers on, like, like random 1v1 lobbies. But you don't want to be friends with them? No, I want to be friends with Tomara. <laughs> And I don't know how to I don't know how to make friends on balloons. So that's also a factor. I think on Among Us, like they're adding the add friend feature so you can make friends without necessarily like giving your Discord or like an Instagram. Like you can make friends on the game. Oh, it's nice. You know, I think at the end of the day, playing stuff on the internet, looking at it from the perspective that it's an activity is just the same as playing tennis with somebody in real life. I mean, you could you True. could go to the courts and there's nobody there and there's somebody looking for an opponent and you play and then you hit it off and maybe you become friends. You just change the virtual tennis court, the, the tennis court to a virtual tennis court and it's the same thing. True. Oh, I wonder if there's a virtual tennis court. I bet there is. We should try that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree that it's not as different and there's a part of me that wonders like how children are doing nowadays because mm. they've just been at home I think the only other pe- people they would see would be their cousins yeah but even I haven't seen my cousins in a while I know I think for us since we did live in that weird in-between period we have an understanding of primarily IRL life and internet life as of late. And then if you're a child, I don't even know if you have the IRL component. That's sad. It, it is. I feel bad for kids. Not to say that they should only play IRL or that one is superior than the other. It's a balance. Yeah. It's really, you know, the balance is what matters the most. You know what they say. Like, too much of anything, even good things, is bad. Mm-mm. I guess it's just be safe. Make good decisions. Yes, Make good decisions, kids and older kids and people our age. Adults? Adults. Oh my god, we're adults. We're closer to 30 than we are to 20. Don't say that. (laughs) Hell. This is the dawn of our internet age epiphany. And you'll be hearing more about this and other aspects of our lives in the next episode. So stay tuned for the rest of our mini-series and make friends wisely. Make friends wisely.